Hi everybody, welcome back to Progressive U. My name's Jack, I'm sitting next to my co-host Rachel, who you know very well, and I'm sitting next to a really cool woman who is the Democratic nominee for Knox County Mayor in Tennessee, Linda Haney. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and thank you for having me. So, uh, you're welcome. Um, Knox County Mayor is a pretty big position, and you are up against some big odds. You have a former WWE wrestler <laughs> on the Republican side running against you. You're also in a, a largely um, Republican county. Um, what are the big issues that you're going to be focusing on during this campaign, and how do you think you can win in a county that traditionally goes red? Okay, well, our slogan is a bold a voice for a new Knox County, and the three issues uh, that I will center on are education, infrastructure, and bringing uh, living wage jobs to the area. Those are my three uh, uh, points in my campaign, education foremost, because it's the biggest part of the budget. And so um, when it comes to education obviously Knox County is Knox County schools like Knox County government oversees that what's kind of your vision on that there have been a lot of different proposals a lot of people on the right have tried to advocate for charter schools and things like that um, what kind of is your vision for Knox County education and yeah well I'm I know that some people say charter schools work I've heard of some good things for charter schools but basically I believe in public school system no vouchers. No, I really would prefer not to have charter schools, but if we do have them, they have to be very well monitored uh, by, because it is our, our money that's being used for that. So uh, otherwise, in education, it's about 63% of our budget, which is over $800 million. So my idea is that every boy and girl and every zip code in Knox County should have a comfortable, pleasant, safe place to go to school and that they should have teachers that are very happy to be there and that we're paying them well so they are happy to be here and teaching. So, and then if we have teachers that are happy and then want to stay, then what happens is that uh, the uh, level that our, our students are will come up and, and they'll be in a good environment. I also believe that we need to make them ready for college if that's their choice. But if they're not, they want to do something like trades, we also need to make that available. And my connection to labor, I think I have an in on that. I know of many apprentice programs for that. So not everybody wants to go to college, but if they do, we have to get our, our children prepared for that. So, um, you know, to add on to that, in, within Knox County, there's a lot of segregation of wealth, which means that a lot of um, schools are unfairly uh, funded through taxes in wealthier areas. So is that, is a solution to that problem going to be part of your education platform? Absolutely. Again, like I said, every boy and girl in every zip code be, should be getting a quality education. There should not be any separation in that. I believe in diversity. I think diversity is wonderful, and we do have a diverse county. So uh, we have to make sure, for instance, like Project Grad and the Magnet programs and the GT, I am fully on board with that. I have to say that the mayor was smart and listened to the people because this was definitely people-powered to keep it. Mm -hmm. And so he did put it into the budget. But when I become mayor, I would see that those are permanent. I would find a way for those programs to be permanent because if it helps a handful even of students to be able to make their lives better whether they go to college or they whether they go to college or a trade school or they just have a good life it's worth every penny for that if it keeps kids in school it's important that's a huge that's a huge step so as mayor i would make sure there would be funding for those programs 
So on your opponent, Glenn Jacobs' website, he has a list of seven issues that are important to him, and they're just kind of little clauses. And number one is a commitment to keeping taxes low. Number seven is a fresh look outlook on limited government. Um, you've criticized him a lot for his libertarian limited government views. A question I kind of have and something that I always think about when it comes to local government, especially in the southeast, but Knox County specifically, is a lot of the times... Um, people are straddled with very high regressive taxes like the sales tax, which in Knox County right now totals state and local um, total 9.25% with very low property taxes. What would be your ideal tax situation so the county's bringing in enough revenue to provide services for people while not regressively taxing too hard? Well, we do have a very regressive sales tax, and it's on food, which is really unbelievable to me because before my 20 you know, we moved here the other states that i lived in did not have that and the people that can afford it the least you go and get a hundred dollars worth of groceries you've got another ten dollars right away that you've got to to uh think so i think there's hard there's not a lot we can do about the sales tax we can work with the state and try to work with that and adding on to the sales tax is pretty much ridiculous so what we have to do is look at the budget and make sure that every dollar in the budget is going where it needs to be going. And we cannot, absolutely cannot take off the table that there may have to be a tax increase. I'm not saying that's the first thing I would do. And of course, the citizens have to agree to that. But if you can show the citizens of Knox County that all these things they want can be made possible by incremental increases it wouldn't be huge increases it would just be very minimal increases then we might have to look at that but first you got to look at the budget scour through it make sure everything is going where it should be going and what's most important is being funded um, if you want to know the idea of how he feels about government he doesn't he, he looks at government as a business i don't look at government as a business because i ran a business a business has works for profit what kind of profit in government? The people. You're you're a public servant taking the resources that the uh, citizens give you and providing the services that they need. That's how I look at government. And if it's run right and correctly and fairly, it works. So I don't believe that you should, you know, drown government in the bathtub. I don't believe that. I think government works if it's done right. We always make can make mistakes, but if you are very careful and watch what you're doing and listen to your constituents, government works quite well. So um, as part of your platform, you talked about uh, a living wage. Um, and so obviously in Knoxville, where um, the cost of living is less, uh, the an appropriate minimum wage might be a lot lower than it would be in a more expensive area like New York City or Nashville. So um, does your opinion on how much you know, to raise the minimum wage take into account that factor? It Well, it does. Um, I've just uh, attended a, a group called the Jeremiah Project, and they have done research, and it, a minimum of $13 an hour is what a Knox County resident needs to make to afford rent mm -hmm. here. It would be more like 16 or 17 is what we really need because our rents are very high. So, um, Yes, we could look, okay, let's get the wages up to $13 an hour and go higher. My idea is that the uh, mayor is kind of a cheerleader to go out and bring businesses here. Government makes this possible. The businesses hire the people. So if you have the, hire, the people to hire, 
you want businesses that come here that are going to at least at the minimum start at $13, hopefully more. And I would really like to strive to bring green businesses to Knoxville. I think that that's the future. That's the way we're going, uh, converting a lot of our uh, uh, vehicles to electric vehicles. Uh, the city has done this with the buses and things like that. Uh, there's so many, there's solar and wind power and all that. And we're the crossroads of the area. We have what they need, and we're a great location. So I would like to push for green, green businesses, and you're going to have to convince us that your business is going to pay I, I don't even like to say this, but really, thirteen would be the minimum. I would like to see a sixteen dollar, a fifteen or sixteen dollar an hour, which is more of a living wage. So, um, the population of Knox County is almost five hundred thousand at this mm-hmm. point. Almost two hundred thousand of those residents live in the city of mm-hmm. Knoxville. There are some other municipalities, but Ox- obviously, Knoxville is the county seat. Mm-hmm. It's the main thing when people hear Knox County. If they're from out of town, they think, "Oh, Knoxville." Mm-hmm. So, what do you think the role of the county mayor and the county government is? in working with the city government and the city of Knoxville to bring, as you said, businesses and projects to Knoxville and Knox County, and how do you plan to do that? Oh, it has to be totally integral. I mean, you have to work with the city. And I think that uh, Mayor Burchett and uh, Mayor Rojero have worked together as best. They do have different ideologies, but, um, you know, I think they've really tried. From what I've heard from pre when I lived here, it was not always that. It was very difficult to see the city and the county work together. But that's changed a lot. So uh, you absolutely have to work with the city. They're doing a lot of things that I really like. And I think that we could work with them to uh, bring, uh, you know, businesses in that would work for both the city and the county. Now, the county, of course, is the ed- education bud- budget is the county's responsibility. So that does relieve the pressure a bit on the city. You know, they don't have to worry about those huge dollars that go to education. But um, I would work closely with the city. And I think that you can't. They brought this up in the debate. They said, you know, a, a metro. Of course, I've lived places where the metro government has worked, but we know here that that's not a popular thing, and I'm sure I won't live long enough to ever see that happen, so it's not even a conversation we need to have. But if you don't have that, then you do have to work with the city mayor, closely work with the city mayor. So something that um, has been something we've asked a lot of local politicians is about police brutality. So in the Knox, the Knoxville Police Department within the city, they've appointed a commission where they, people can take complaints against Knoxville police officers um, and have like a commission review it to see if there's any further action needed. Would you implement something like that on the county level? And what other type of reforms would you make within the Knox County Sheriff's Office to make sure that... Um, there, there's no abuse of power, I guess. Well, I would absolutely want something like that. And, and I will just be blatant with you. The 287G is something that I'm totally against. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, the uh, federal government should do their job. That's what their job is. Our deputies who are working 12-hour days and working extra jobs to make a living should not have to be ICE agents. And they promise you they're not going to profile people in that, but it ruins families, it separates families. If I would have any influence on the sheriff's department, that would be one of the programs I would want to get rid of. I think absolutely uh, the county should have a department that looks into uh, abuses and, I mean, truly looks into abuses. Uh, We're a diverse county and if we don't work together we have i was just at ramadan the other day in the muslim community the african-american community hispanic i mean we're a diverse community and if we don't start to work together and stop this hatred of the other which is 
just devastates uh, uh, the country and the county, we have to work. So I would be very much in favor of a department that looked into any abuses that were happening. Um, so obviously there have been a lot of instances of gun violence in schools recently in the news. Do you have any um, sort of plan to put the minds of um, families in Knoxville at ease for their children going to school? Well, number one, I was endorsed by the teachers, PAC. Um, they don't want to carry guns. Teachers do not want guns, and they believe that it would be intimidating to the students and that they would feel insecure. I think that uh, the police officers, if we're able to have and afford to have them there, and they become part of that school community where the students are comfortable with them, I think that's good. I don't believe we should make our, our schools look like prisons. I, I that is an environment that will keep some children from going to school. They will say, I feel intimidated in that. So, yes, let's have um, common sense uh, education on this. Let's have uh, psychologists, if we can afford them, to be in the schools. So if there are kids that are really having problems, that they can talk to someone before it becomes like so many that have happened recently so that we can have that uh, mental illness and stress that children are are. Uh, you know, suffering is often ignored. And if we can see that soon and help a student before they get so extreme that they end up either taking their own lives or the lives of their students, it's all about the idea of being able to find, to let the citizens know that if you want these things, we have to come together, find the, fi the funding and the financing and make them happen. Don't just talk about them, that's the problem. A lot of us just talk. But if we're gonna do this, we have to, we have to say, okay, if you give us this fund, we're gonna make it happen. And if we don't, then you let us, you throw us out of office. Because <laughs> that's seriously, if you haven't done your job, you're a public servant, if you haven't done your job, this is something that's kind of often I'll say, and you said I could speak uh, as much as I want. Mm -hmm. uh, people complain about uh, professional politicians or career politicians. Well, guess what, that's their career. You know, think about this. But if they haven't done anything with that career, then you have a reason to complain. Mm -hmm. Because if you go into politics, that is your career. But if you, like if you're a teacher, if you've been a bad teacher, then you should not be teaching anymore. So I always wanted to tell that to people that a career politician, if they've been doing their job, that's their career and that's okay. But if they're not, that's when you come to the uh, ballot box and you vote them out. Well, speaking of voting people out, a question that we ask near the end of almost all of our interviewees um, is about young people in politics. Obviously, Rachel and I are trying to get as involved, and as, as involved as we can. We just graduated high school. We're trying to get more people involved with this podcast that's more geared to young people. What would you say to people that want to get involved, kind of don't know where to start, um, want, may want to work on campaigns, want to um, help people get registered to vote, want to do all those things, but are not really sure where to start and are kind of just stuck upset at the system but not sure where to go with that anger. Right. Well, for many years now, the party has really, really worked to get young people involved. And we're in a great position right now. We have uh, one field organizer who's, uh, I believe, I believe Kelly's only 20. <laughs> and we're going to be hiring another field organizer. Our chair is 24 years old. Uh, we I'm a need. Field organizer for glory. Oh, that's right. You yeah. are a field organizer for glory. So 
I say more young people the better come in uh, be an intern or a volunteer and we'll get you the training we're on vote builder on all of these things pick a candidate that maybe you if you're not an intern you just want a candidate you want to work for pick a candidate and get in there and that candidate will will love every minute that you give to them because you have energy you have new ideas um, we had a meeting last night with some of the new interns and what I said to him is you're the future you have the ideas and you need to speak up. When you see us, if you know, we've, I've been around quite a long time. Sometimes, you know, I might have an idea that's old fashioned or whatever, and I need to be told that. And I'm okay with that. I want to know. I want to see these things happen like your podcast and that. So come and give us a call. I don't care if you're 15 or 14. We have some young, real, really young kids that want to come in. Uh, if your parents are okay with it, if you're that age, you know, come in. We'll uh, train you in and things. You can pick a candidate or you can just learn how, how politics works, how local politics, state politics, and federal politics. Way different things, way different things. And if you learn that early, you're going to be the next candidate. And that's what we want. We need young people in that. I mean, I'm probably talking against myself, but I don't think I don't think as an old person, I sometimes surprise myself when I see myself in the mirror. But I think younger <laughs> because I know that if we don't, if we don't think about the future, if we aren't ready for change, we will never make this this county, this state, and this uh, country better. It's just what it is. Yeah. Um, so lastly, you know, you've been a very successful woman. Um, and obviously, you know, the glass ceiling is something that women struggle to break through constantly. Uh, do you have any advice for women who are interested in getting into politics? I will tell you that um, it's funny because I, I don't think of myself as a successful woman. Everybody keeps <laughs> trying to tell me I am, and I guess I should take that as a compliment. Um, just keep at it. Don't ever... Um, it's It was difficult when I was chair, too, and I think the other chairs will tell you, the women that were chairs, there's always that little bit of, you know, oh, Missy, keep your place, you know, that um, my husband and I have been together a long time, and he always said to me when I was first getting out and doing it, I said, just go out there and do it. You know, I'm behind you. People love you. You know, go do it. And um, that's what you have to do. Just don't let them get you down. Um, stand up. As uh, I think it was Maxine Waters, I will not give you my time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to uh, just don't let them uh, tell you that you can't do this. Women are leaders just as much as any man. Um, I come from the time of feminism when the feminists and what the idea of feminism was that we wanted to be equal. Not that we wanted to fight with the, the opposite sex, that we wanted to be equal. And it many times went off that track. And the women that were starters of that will often say, we just wanted to be treated equally. We can make mistakes too. We're just like you are. We do come from a different kind of thought because we're different genders, but we can work together. And I say, just keep at it. If you're young and you're the young people, you're really good. I at your I would have never been as bold at, at your age you. as as you are. No, you two are remarkable. Emily is everybody that I know. In in my time, it was it was you know well you're really supposed to be quiet and be careful. Uh, I admire all of the young people because you're just out there doing this, and it's it's admirable and and I support you wholeheartedly. So to a woman, get out there. You can do the job. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Um, you will get treated differently. 
but you just ignore that and keep on going and stand up to anybody that tries to put you down. Don't let them get away with it. Stand up to them. Well, Linda Haney, thank you so much for joining us. Again, Linda is running for county mayor in Knox County, Tennessee. She's the Democratic nominee here. Uh, you can check her out. She's got Facebook. She's got a, a website that I think is kind of new that's up. LindaHaney.com is very basic right now, <laughs> but we're working on it. But I do have the Facebook. I have the uh, website. And uh, you can go by email, uh, mayor at gmail.com. Great. Thank okay. you so much for joining us. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. And thanks for having me.